chill out. How about you chill? You have to keep your suit on a little too tight. How about you relax? But hey, 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 humor me. Tell me a story. Entertain me, Mr. Cole. Explain to I me. I would be happy to, Mr. Overrated. The truth is, you ain't Adam Cole, baby, and you never will be. Because this brand has done everything in their power to make you feel special. Well, you, you got the cool music. You got the lights, you got the fog machine, you got the girl. You know what they do to make Adam Cole feel special? They ring the freaking bell. Because on your best day, you couldn't lace my boots. You can't hang with me, you aren't on my level. And anybody who watches pro wrestling knows that. You want to talk about special? Cross, you are not special. I'm special. You're just a guy who has my property. Adam! Adam, I can see what you're doing, and it's not going to work. You're trying to weasel your way into a one-on-one -on -one championship with Harry Regal! Shut up! I don't care what you think! I certainly don't care what you think. This is about what I want to do. And what I want at TakeOver is everyone in the match. Give me Kyle O'Reilly. Give me Johnny Gargano. Give me Pete Dunne. And give me this gas station weasel, Adam Cole. And I promise you, listen to me very carefully, I promise you, no matter what kind of politicking you think you can do today until then, you're not getting out of this ass kick. and welcome to the PWC Conflict. I'm Jimmy T and tonight my my special co-host, well he's not special to be honest because, but then again maybe he is special because they call him the foreign object but he's not any foreign object. He's also a doctor and I'm talking about Dr. Jeff Lippmann. How are you man? 
I'm good. I just finished getting my doctorate in Nephilim Hunter, so I'm a <laughs> technically a paleo jurisprudence archaeo uh, carnival. So yeah, it's a very it's a very niche degree. But yeah, I'm excited to be here and I'm special, I'm not special, maybe I'm special, maybe I'm not. I'm feeling the warm and fuzzies. Listen, I'm, I'm listening to you a couple days ago and I hear you doing a show with Ken Patera now. That's amazing. <laughs> Ken Patera? Who are you yeah, referring former, to? Former Olympic dead, uh, shoulder press. Right, right. Record holder, Ken Patera, member of the Heenan family. That, that was amazing. Oh, you're talking about Kevin Panetta. First, oh, but was it Ken Patera? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he didn't get arrested at a McDonald's. Don't be so sure. <laughs> didn't the real Ken Patera actually get arrested at a McDonald's? I believe that you are correct. I believe you right. got a fight with some cops with Mr. Stadium. Right. Yes, and apparently they both kicked the cops' asses. Well, they're very big, very strong. <laughs> and they were apparently poking off their heads too. But that's another story, Jeff. Yeah, it was also in the 80s before right. like, you know, everybody started exercising. Well, just quietly, I didn't end up doing it with Ken Patera. I actually, did, I actually ended up doing it with, uh, I don't know if you know the guy, but Blake Bulletproof Tube, dude. I'm not asking who you're doing it with. I don't want to know about your sex hey, life. Hey, 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 hey. No, I don't want to do the font to go, hey, but come on, dude. <laughs> that was a good one. You got me, but man, <laughs> I don't flow like that. I might be Greek, Jeff, but I'm not that Greek, all right? <laughs> Fair <laughs> but enough. Fair but enough. anyway, but anyway, enough of Greeks bearing gifts and, you know, not the bottom variety. But anyway, let's get into news, man. I mean, it's been a big last couple of days in the world of professional wrestling. I mean... Who would have thought these WWE releases, dude? I mean, we've got Braun Strowman, we've got Murphy, Ruby Riot, Lana, and uh, I'm missing one more, and I, it's not coming Alistair to me, Jeff. Black, Alistair Santana Black, Garrett. Santana Garrett, too. That's it, and I think that rounds them all off. Yeah, that's that's the six that have been released. And by the way, a little breaking news as we're recording this. Uh one Brock Lesnar has been moved back to the raw active roster portion really? of their page. Yeah. And in wow. other releases, uh, AEW did not renew the contracts with awesome Kong and right. Shanna. Yes, that's so, true. I knew uh, that. I'm actually disappointed yeah. with, uh, Shanna was all right. I mean, she was, look, she, she was not bad looking, I guess, but she wasn't that crash in the ring to be honest. Let's be real about that. But as far as awesome wrong, uh, awesome Kong goes, I'm a little disappointed, man. I, I think Awesome Kong was a great talent. I know she's probably can't move like she used to, and I'm not saying that because she's a big woman. I'm just saying that because even when she was still a big woman, she was pretty good in the ring anyway, in my opinion. But she was injured. I mean, the storyline on GLOW was a true story. She, oh, she really? was never really hired to wrestle. Okay. Um, and I guess between GLOW and then the delays with GLOW and her health and other projects, she couldn't even pretend that she was sort of wrestling being the muscle and then with brandy getting pregnant and being off tv there really was no role for her plus they've also added about you know 10 or 12 women to their active roster and they've right. added you know anywhere between another 10 and forty-two thousand between indie women that they've booked but as far as shanna is concerned we're probably the only people talking about this I actually thought she was pretty good about a year and really? a half ago she was probably in their top five now she really you knows you really thought that top five? That's a big yeah. call, Jeff, for me anyway. I there, like... in, in, in AEW's top five, because really right, right. most of the women there could not work at the time. But th I think it's changed reason. now. 
Yeah, it's it's changed a lot. I feel bad because my understanding was that she relocated from Europe yep. to the U.S. partly or largely due to this AEW opportunity. So I feel Very bad true. for her. But, but I don't know. It, you know, it's it's business, and you know, maybe there were other reasons as well. So I don't know. But you know that that I was being a little not facetious, but you know, sort of joking because obviously that's not the headline. The headline is the the WWE releases, <laughs> right? And we're talking more about the, the AEW releases. But in saying that, dude, I'm shocked. I mean, what does this mean for the six of them? I mean, I I, I do feel you know wrestlers like Murphy. Santana Garrett, Ruby Riot, I think will get picked up in and Alistair Black, I should say, will definitely get picked up quickly. As far as Braun Strowman goes, I'm not too sure, man, where, where they go, you know, where does he go from here? You'd think AEW would want to sign him, but do they really want to sign him? I don't know. These are all fair questions. This this batch took me by surprise. I mean, not all of them. I, I'm not glad that anyone got released i'm not glad santana garrett got released but to say i'm surprised she got released no because they've signed a lot of women um and she's a good hand but they have mercedes martinez in nxt they have candice LeRae in nxt sort of fulfilling those roles beth phoenix is down there on commentary fulfilling that role they have coaches in the pc natty is up here on the main roster doing it so i you know I, you know while i could have seen them trying to carve out a role for her you know it, it's no shocker she was barely on tv she was barely on nxt she will get picked up i mean i don't know if it'll be as good a job but i mean ring of honor is restarting their fledgling women of honor she would be an awesome pickup for them they could actually she would probably be the the first or second best competitor in that division impact could could use her i mean aw could too but they've already got too much pe- too many people right but that's never stopped them before Ruby Riot is sort of a IWC favorite. Yep. And I never really saw where she fits in WWE. But the one thing that, that I learned here is something that probably other people learned years ago is that WWE really doesn't give a shit about tag team wrestling. Because <laughs> <You> why, <think? laughs> yeah, why break up one of the few women's tag team teams that you have when you just started the the women's tag team titles maybe a year and a half ago or so maybe two years ago tops i i don't get that i don't know where that leaves live i mean hopefully they'll they'll make her play alexa bliss on smackdown (laughs) oh god don't say that but you know what i'm glad you brought that up because in saying that i'm hearing rumors that there's more releases to come dude and i'm also hearing that Comcast, who who own NBC Universal, correct, Jeff? Am I right yes. in saying that? Well, mm-hmm. I'm hearing they're they're making a play to actually buy WWE. I, I've heard those rumors too, but I've heard those rumors forever. And these rumors have been, you know, loud for a long time. So eventually, they're going to be right. Um, right. I right. mean, obviously, when you do some cost cutting and you eliminate divisions can look that way. And I'm not saying it isn't. Uh, And some of the members of the board that were just added were sort of the Nick Khan people more from the business world than the wrestling world and the business world more than the investor aspect of the business world. Right. Um, But I I don't know that that means something or doesn't. I'm neutral on it. I'm not even sure if it's a good idea or not. I mean, 
15 years ago, this would have terrified me because I, I would have preferred that the McMahon family stay in charge. But the way that they, and they might be, he might be Vince, has been mismanaging the wrestling aspect of the company. I mean, they've done great with the rest of the company. They know how to make money. They know, they've turned it into a media business. Definitely you right. Know, a, a content producer, all sorts of things. They've spun that off. They've off, you know, they've outsourced a lot of it to Peacock, et cetera. But their core product is still wrestling, or or maybe it isn't. <laughs> uh, but that's been suffering big time for a long time. But I mean, 2015 forward has been mostly bad, and arguably you could go back further and then probably you can point to definitely. That. So uh, you know, if there's another company that's going to own it and put wrestling people in charge wrestling doesn't have to be hard so i'm actually interested in the prospect because it's not like they're going to buy it to sell it to someone else there's only about six companies that size in the world so um i don't know i'm sort of hopeful for it but Hmm. i I don't believe it just because there's rumors now i mean i know look look i agree with you 100 i didn't think there was any substance to it but I'll tell you why I do believe there's something to it, though. And especially in your field of business, right? I won't tell anybody on the air that's that's your personal thing. But but think about this, all right? They've hired Nick... jurisprudence? <laughs> yeah. Look, they've hired Nick Khan, right? For example, right? They've they've cleaned... They're starting to clean out their roster, which, you know, we can't... We also have to mention, like, you know, the previous releases with Samoa Joe and, and, and others, right? My point is... When you're about to sell a company, you kind of do these type of things, right? You know, clear out a bit of the the weight, you know, the loose weight around bringing new people, even though you don't know who necessary they are. I mean, they seem to be ticking the all the boxes of, you know, being up for sale. It just, I don't know, dude, it just seems that way. Even by hiring Jimmy Rave, not Jimmy Rave, Jimmy Smith, was it? Mm-hmm. Right, even hiring him is, and he's a sports centric. You know, he comes from the MMA world, which is surprising mm-hmm. that that would actually go that way. My point is, they're bringing in a lot of new faces, man, and they're getting rid of a lot of familiar faces, should I say, which seems a little suspect to me. And to me, that just points all signs like they're gonna sell up. I mean, that's what it looks to me. Got, they also got rid of a lot of office people. I mean, exactly. High, There's another here. Right. And things like that in, you know, the film and TV division, the digital division, the social media division, you know, so there's a lot of staff and a lot of expenses with that. You know, don't forget all of the expenses in Peacock are completely shifted to Peacock. Right. All of the expenses for the domestic WWE network have all been shifted over to Peacock. And that was probably some, at least 90% of the WWE, uh, network audience period right so peacocks absorb almost all of that i'm not sure that the international doesn't just piggyback off that or whatever it is it's it's you know at a small fraction of the staff and i wouldn't be surprised if wwe doesn't sign international deals giving the the rights to wwe network to different countries or different regions or like sky news or right it wouldn't surprise me at all netflix you know something like that that's that's international but right yes there's there was definitely costs i mean about two months ago when when the bloodletting first started a month and a half ago 
most of the people were not a surprise. They they had people who they had been doing nothing with for a while. Samoa Joe was surprising though, I must say. I mean, especially after commentating like on WrestleMania and shit. You know, that that's why I said most. Samoa Joe was a surprise, but then you right. learned that he wanted to wrestle and they weren't gonna clear him. And, you know, maybe he just wants to have a few more matches and, and it seems like the door might be open for him to come back as a, really? a commentary again or, okay. or whatnot. Um Daniel Bryan seems like they're still very much trying to get him back in the fold and he hasn't signed anywhere else. Um, you know, they let Andrade go. He wanted to go. Uh, you know, Charlotte has a lot of stroke there and, and you know, she made it as painless as possible for him between her and Rick. Right. Um, but the others, I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about Bo Dallas, Mojo Raleigh, you know, folks like that who we haven't seen on TV and, months or years are they just running around right. chasing after the the title i mean if the six that were cut this week were tozawa santana right. garrett um the two guys with jinder mahal you right. know shane thorne and jackson Riker, no uh, nobody would right. right nobody would be talking so it, it's it's obvious i mean ruby riot's a bit of a surprise even um, Murphy is a surprise, dude. I can't believe how much like support even Murphy's getting right now online. I love Murphy. I, yeah, I, me too. I think, Mur I think Murphy's a mistake because Murphy is a guy who I think can do it all. And if he went to just say Impact right now, he along with Moose would be the two best performers they have immediately. It's a big call. It's a big call, Jeff. I mean, I mean, Moose, fine, yeah, but Murphy, hey, in ring work, he's great whether he does he need young. to and he's still young right but he does need to improve his mic skills i think anyway but in saying that he is he is great and i'm not saying that because he's a fellow aussie and he's from melbourne funny enough he's from my neck of the woods but it has nothing to do with that because i couldn't stand billy k like at all like i oh, just couldn't stand her but anyway forget her because yeah i don't even want to remember her but back to murphy I think he, a lot of people are calling for him to become Bullet Club in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Whether that happens, I don't know. I think he'd be great in AEW because I've even heard Kenny come out and say that he would love to wrestle Murphy. And he said this, this a few months ago on Twitter. Someone asked him, like, who, who would you want to wrestle that's not part of AEW? He actually pointed out Murphy. So I can see them hiring him. Whether he goes there, Murphy I don't know. Hack would be amazing. Oh, oh shit. As a as a pure in ring like match, that would be one of the best matches you'll see. Enemies that turn into a team. Oh, that would be great. They just have so many people there. But yeah, Murphy would be great there. Murphy, if he went to, I mean, listen, I I, I don't pretend to know all of the economics of these companies, but if, if right. the dollars and cents are even similar, Murphy and Ring of Honor would e immediately be you know put into you know a title picture now Definitely. they have a lot of titles there right but he could he would immediately like him against josh woods would be great him him against jay lethal would be fun you know put him with with someone against the briscoes i mean he he could be he could be a star in those places but a star in those places just doesn't shine as bright well right. i don't know i but he will he'll he will be, be he'll be okay. a big player right i i you're right spot on 100 percent in saying that, I'm glad you brought up Ring of Honor, and I'll get back to the other releases about Braun Strowman and stuff, but I just want to quickly say, I'm also hearing from inside sources, won't mention any names, but 
apparently Ring of Honor have got deep pockets right now that are, and they're willing to spend. I know they're, they're already billionaires that own them, but what I mean by that, they're actually willing to pull out the checkbook and sign some big players. That's what I'm hearing. Now, whether that happens or not, I don't know, but you know what? About time, if it does happen. If there was ever a time for them to do so, or impact for the matter, Anthem, you know, it's Anthem and Sinclair are both well-to-do companies. Um, this would be the time to do it because there's about 30 to 40 unemployed or underemployed or free agent wrestlers who could, I mean, if I had money and was, you know, you know, and wanted to start a wrestling promotion, I'm not saying it's a good business venture, but if I want to start a wrestling not. promotion, there's a complete roster out there right now. There is definitely, definitely, definitely and a good one. No, I agree 100%. And I'm hoping because look, Ring of Honor really need to like pull out some of their, you know, loose change out of their pockets because come on, Sinclair, pull out the That's cash. Sad. All right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you're hearing that from. And I hope you're right because Sinclair and Ring of Honor are both based in my hometown of Baltimore. Right. Yes. That's right. Everything I've seen is the opposite. Everything I've seen is that they're trying to focus more on their dojo guys, which is great. I mean, their their dojo produces some pretty talented people, but they're they're not anyone that's going to get you to stop the channel if you're flipping. If people still do that, because they don't have names anywhere, you, you, you know. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it would be a good time for them to make a splash. I mean, I know they've they've unlocked their pockets for some people that they've valued, uh, Jay Lethal, the Briscoes, right. yep. Shane Taylor and his group. Um, but I don't really know about anyone else. I mean, so. Slicks, man. Uh, you gotta love Slicks, come on. <laughs> I, you mean, yeah, I, I actually, well, I think you mean Sledge. No, 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 Slicks. Isn't Slicks Alex Zane? No, no, the, the Aussie guy. I think he's. I think the, he was the, signed away by NXT. Well, no, 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 no. The business. You don't remember the guy who would come out. The business. I do, but I with I the glasses. I don't think that they ever. I think that his contract expired during the pandemic, and I think NXT signed him and Alex Zane the same time, around the same time they signed Taylor Rust. Really? Who was, well, actually, they signed Taylor Tyler Rust afterwards, but those were all people who were. Part of the Ring of Honor plans, except Ring of Honor just didn't pay them. Right. I think Sledge is still with um, Ring of Honor. He's having a feud with O'Shea Edwards. Um, but yeah, Murphy was a surprise to me, but probably not to most people. I, I just have always, for a couple of years now, I've been saying Murphy's being wasted. I'm not really one to say someone's being wasted. And I just have been saying that he should have been booked like Pac was booked for the first year during uh aw and and he'd be he'd be over like you know gangbusters but neither none of the people we've talked about yet were the big surprises right, so right <laughs> should, should we jump right to the big ones or let's should we climb to... up the, the ladder should we go should we go to lana next to who is oh right, let's go know, let's climb the ladder let's climb the ladder because i've got a lot to say about a certain big man once we get there and same with uh tommy end but um We'll get to this and let's talk about Lana. Now they just signed her up like last year to a five year contract. Like twenty nineteen, yeah. It's right. probably not even two years into it. And here we are, now she's released, which is weird because I felt like she was getting a bit of a push, not in recent weeks, but in recent months she was. She was looking strong. I thought she's she improved. Trooper. 
Yeah, she's a stripper, but come on. No, a trooper, not a stripper. Oh, a trooper. I think you said a stripper. <laughs> no, Don't mind me, folks. You didn't hear that from me. She's a trooper. I mean, the tables nine weeks in a row. There was a, she's not a very good wrestler, but she's trying no. to do better. But they put her in the wrong place. They had they had her properly cast as a manager valet. Right. I mean, she was worth her weight in gold just from her Instagram accounts alone. Yep, definitely. And not just that, man. As a valet, she was she was great. Let's be honest. When she first debuted with Rusev, aka Miro, for the for the people that don't know, I'm sure they do, but you never know these days. I mean, how good were they as a as a as a couple? I mean, they they looked great. She was great. She's a natural on the mic. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? She she got it straight away, and I, and that first version of Lana was my favorite Lana. I I felt she played that Russian, you know, gimmick. You know, there's some half truths. She grew up in uh in the former USSR. You know that, right? She was a my father was a missionary. Right, exactly. So there's no crap about it. She can actually speak uh, Russian. So even though she's yeah. American technically, but you, you get my drift. She's, just, she's from Florida. She she was a but she she spent a bunch of years in Russia and learned right. Russian. And yes, I mean she's you know comes from a very religious family. Yep. And listen, I you know was she the greatest talent? If if she was released in a vacuum. Everyone say, oh, they're just being spiteful because of Miro, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and she'll just end up with Miro and AEW. Maybe she will. Maybe she won't. I don't know. I, I mean, I hope so. And I, I hope, hope that so she too. says, oh, I'm so tired of using that stupid American accent. She starts talking to <laughs> this again. Pretend that the, the, the Russian accent was real her all along. And they, and they made her talk like, like, oh, that'd like be a stupid awesome. American. Right. I, I would love that. I would love that too. And actually, that sounds great if they were to do that or if she was to do that. You know what I mean? I think she will end up with her husband. I can't see why she won't. You know what maybe, I mean? Maybe she can continue to do a Cinemax movies that come on after 11. That would be okay too. <laughs> well, hey, you know why I said, when you when you said trooper and I thought you said stripper, she, hey, I wasn't lying because if you, you see... You really want to revisit this? <laughs> well, well, I just want to say, just for the people that don't realize why I actually said that as well, mm -hmm. Not just because I misunderstood what you said, but also if you look, if you Google her name, uh, I'm sure you will find some very revealing sort of photos of her, which is funny because her dad, you know, was a missionary guy. And I'm surprised only because of how religious I'm, I'm assuming her family is, right? So it is what it is. But anyway. The only one who could ever reach me was a son <laughs> of a preacher, man. <laughs> Remember? Son of a preacher, man. <laughs> This is this is this is like the oldest uh, story in the world. The 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 son of the the, the child of the conservatives become the wild children. <laughs> but she seems like a nice woman. I mean, you know, no, of course. I, I hope she does well. I hope that they're both making tons of money. I, I wish the best, but uh, you know, I prefer that she wasn't released. But if she was released in a vacuum, you know, I don't, I, I don't. I, I mean, I would have been disappointed, but it, you know, we won't be doing breaking news for it all over the internet and, and right. every podcast and streamer in the world it's it's the next two as we climb up the ladder and you yep. can pick which is the next one because depending on who you are you might disagree on who was the bigger surprise out of the two of these well so, let's be honest i'll put them on equal footing because they invested a lot of money recently with alistair black right let's be right. honest wasn't he just in the main event on smackdown <laughs> Um, well, he he interfered in it, and the, but I thought that was a very successful de re debut. I thought his repackaging was interesting. I was looking forward to seeing 
what they were going to do with it, or honestly, like everybody else, to see how they would squander the, this story and turn it into something boring and PG instead of a, like a sinister minister. But <laughs> yeah, no, it was cool. It started out with him giving a black mask to Big E. That looked like it was going to be a cool feud. I, I don't know who was supposed to win in that feud, but what, whatever. It was, it, you know, it, yeah, he made a his new character rollout was successful. I was invested in the promos. I, I thought the whole thing was interesting. Um, so yeah, it was a surprise. And also there were the other rumors swirling that his wife, Zelina Vega, Thea Trinidad, right, right. was in talks to resign, had to resign, might be resigning. Um, you know, I mean, and if they did resign her and then dropped her husband, I mean, that, I mean, what kind of shit is that? Yeah, that's just wrong. I mean, and I bet you there was some substance to it. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. But what surprises me, they invested heavily in him recently. I mean, how do they explain this now, like with the BE feud? Like, what happens here? I mean, how do they even get out of this? And why would they just magically release him? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. I mean, you, you know what people say? They go, because fuck you, that's why. I, I, I can't. I, I have to tell you that, that, you know, I have been a WWE, WWF, WWF, WWE fan most of my life. And, and I'm turning 53 this year. So I'm not kidding you when I can tell you that I remember when Antonio Inoki fought Andre the Giant on right. ABC's Wide World of Sports, and, and I was watching wrestling in the 70s. So this is a long time, a lot of goodwill equity, and I took a few years off, you know, sort of in the early 2010s, late uh, 2000s. I don't um, blame so I, you. Yeah, it wasn't really because of that. It's just I had kids and stuff and whatever. Um, and they were into it for a couple of years and they grew out of it. Anyway, point being is they have a lot of goodwill equity, equity with me. So I am a skeptic, but hopeful to a WWE apologist. I, I realize that, you know, because they're, there's, they're, you know, sort of like my home team. My other team was NWA WCW. They don't right, exist right. anymore. Right. I don't mean this NWA. I mean like 1983. NWA. Right. Right. It's not the same NWA. Right. And I, and I agree yeah. with you. I'm the same. I'm a lifer. Like uh, when it comes to WWF, WWE, I've, I mean, I'm 38 years old. I turned 39 this year in October. And I've been a pro wrestling fan and more specifically a WWF slash WWE fan since like WrestleMania 2. So, so you know what I mean? Me. Right. So, so these cuts are, started hurting later for me than probably newer fans or other fans who, you know, fell in love with ECW or fell in love with TNA or whatever, Wrestling Society X. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> God, remember, those, remember that? Jesus. I remember it all. I mean, Lucha Underground is probably what brought me back into wrestling full bore. But anyway, right. uh, the point being is that about a year or so ago when they cut AOP and Rowan, that that hurt and there were some other names i was like what why, why are you doing this right right and, i agree and, and, and i had to believe that the thing with brody could be you know rescued it couldn't but then he actually was doing some good stuff on aw so i was happy from them we all know what happened then right and then miro i was always hoping that they would work that out they didn't the miro's first year with aw was abysmal but now it seems like yep. it's pretty cool so you know I, i'm you know okay with that but this one this, this, this one this one rocked me because it wasn't people who were just doing nothing or had no value even though santana garrett was doing nothing she still had value very Definitely. much as serena deeb has value to AEW. absolutely you know? i agree um, but alistair 
I mean, I, Booker T came out today and said that he did nothing to stand out among the crowd. What's he talking about? He completely stood out. He was completely <laughs> different from everybody else. I don't, I don't get that. I mean, I'm okay with Booker, but Booker is a WWE apologist. I get that too. Oh, he definitely me. is. He really, he definitely is. And I'm a fan of book of books and I've met him before and I've had great interactions with him right in the past. But he definitely is a WWE apologist, no doubt about it, man. Stockholm Syndrome to this extreme, though, because don't tell me the guy wasn't different. If he's one thing, it was different. Say he wasn't, you know, big enough for Vince. Okay, I get it. He's, he's, you know, six foot two-ish maybe and 210, 215, too lean for Vince. I understand. Definitely. Maybe he wants the big, big guys. Okay, I get it. You know, maybe there's enough tattoo karate guys. But... (laughs) You know, maybe he thought Bray Wyatt was already, you know, uh, devious enough. I, I don't know, but I think the guy had a different character. and Definitely, man. You know, who knows what's going on, Bray. But the one that, so this shocked me, he'll go somewhere. You know, he's saying all the right things. He He's not burning oh, any 100%, bridges. 100%. 100%. I mean, he even said that Bruce Pritchard was batting for him. Not just Paul Heyman, but Bruce Pritchard. Can you believe that? Yeah. yeah, he was different. I mean, he was one of the guys that, despite being slim, his moveset, his look, and his, his whole attitude and his background right. made it legit. Well, he was a legit kickboxer, dude. That was no right. no work. That's that's right. that's a shoot, right? So like I mean, Riddle. yeah, like Matt Riddle is not the biggest guy, but he makes. He was it. a great MMA fighter, dude. I remember him when he was in UFC. He was no joke, man. He might be, he might look like a joke, but he ain't no joke. You know what I mean? Exactly, and people know that. I mean, so I I don't get the thing with Alistair Black. But I really don't get the thing with Braun Strowman unless his Great muscles segue. comparing. <laughs> All right, look. Nine jacked, looks like a barbarian. Right, right. This, this, if Vince could do, make a wrestler, you know, just visually, he would do it. <laughs> yeah, he probably changes voice and his personality some. But if you were to build a wrestler, this to me would be as close to Vince's dream as possible. Maybe Drew's a little bit more handsome. Well, Drew's a lot more handsome. <laughs> a lot but, more handsome, right? <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, you know, but that's the cloth. You've you got your Lashley, Drew, uh, Braun. Those, those are your, you know, Triple H. Those, those are your prototypes of, right. of what he would want. And, you know, put in the rock and, you know, maybe like a big pop a pump or something i don't know you know oh god then he'll be he'd be uh having an orgasm for like 24 hours straight after that yeah so <laughs> i don't i know he had a big contract i know it was just he just resigned it a couple of years back around the same time lana did but i don't i don't unless he just could not stay healthy and they were afraid that he was just going to keep getting muscle tears from 15 years of <clears throat> vitamins uh, yeah I don't get- <clears throat> well that brings me to to my point why i think he did get released now it's the only way i can make sense of it because i agree he's definitely the prototype that vince would create you know if there was a prototype that vince could actually mold you know in a creative wrestler sort of sense braun would be one of those things except he's got a missing ingredient and i hate to say it it's up here dude i don't know if he's got the brains he might have the brawn but I don't know if he's got the brains, dude, because let's be real. He got caught showing off his body and we saw the vitamin needle on the counter there, if you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? And so we know he's a he's a big fan of the B12s and stuff like that. And then you've got his weird-ass photos that he posts on Instagram, which he shouldn't be doing. I'm sure you... Have you seen his recent Instagram pic, dude, with his little short shorts? 
I, I bending over and shit like he's a girl and each to their own weird stuff and, he does some weird he, shit dude and he says weird stuff but weirder than what ricochet does i mean oh no well, hey mr finger banger woods did i mean Page hey that wasn't as bad you can give xavier woods some credit let's be honest right well, but i, I give i give him credit. right <laughs> yeah it just it came out that that's the only problem but ricochet i'm sorry oh there you go <laughs> there you go he came out all right that was, un- that was unintentional that's <laughs> right jeff it's all good but mr finger banger himself ricochet mm-hmm. i'm sorry once that i've never seen it and i don't want to see it but once i heard I can never look at him the same way again. I'm sorry. That's why he is where he is, dude. Let's be honest. All right. And well, Jackson Riker's still on TV, and he said stuff that equally, at least as stupid as Braun. Baron Corbin has said this, this stuff that's stupider. I listen. Right, right. I, I just don't understand it. So unless it really is that he keeps ripping muscles, and they just think it's going to get worse now that he's 37 or 38. I mean, I guess I, I would understand it. Anyway, Braun. Uh, my understanding is that, you know, Mark Henry brought him in. So Mark Henry's with AEW. Yeah, yeah, so right. that. Yep. But Braun can simply take his car and drive across country to Hollywood because he think? will be hired in a million things right away. He'll be in Vikings. He will be, every time they need to have some giant thug, he'll be that. If they need a bad guy in DC or the MCU, you know, anyone to wield a giant axe or be, you know, a giant rock monster or whatever no problem he doesn't even need to speak he he shouldn't speak he should never <laughs> he shouldn't speak he, no he should never they, speak. they should have found they should have had like selena vega talk for him or, <laughs> or russian lana or whatever they should have made him the new crusher khrushchev there's so many things that you could have done with him <laughs> that yeah. unless he physically can't go it doesn't make sense to me i'm just starting to repeat myself but him i know no, no. He'll be fine. We'll see him again. We'll see him on B movies until so, until he's cast as a bad guy, in, you know, in in a Suicide Squad three or whoa. some MC. He'll be like the Rhino in Spider Man okay. Twelve. In other words, what you're really trying to say, Jeff, he's the next Nathan Jones. Might be, yeah. Or, I mean, that's know, what he's doing. Yeah. Or well, who is who's the guy who played Kurgan in The Misfits? Yeah, I forgot his name, but I know who you're talking about. When he was in the with Don Callis in the uh, what do you call it, the South African uh, faction, oh, the, the Truth Truth Commission, Truth Commission. That's it. That guy but you're he, talking about. He's a movie he star too, Sherlock right? Sherlock Holmes. He's he's in a he's in a series now. Like a I can't even remember what it doesn't matter. But he's always working and he's always a bad guy. He's always a big thug. Uh, and braun could do that too but braun i think because he's got face recognition he could he could find his way into dc or marvel no problem we're like couldn't you see him in john wick you know being like the 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 the, like the thing that john wick has to get for get through before he gets to the final boss (laughs) look i could see that like i said he reminds me of nathan jones man for some weird reason that's what comes to mind for me especially when you were talking about the movie parts that's what just came to my head and the guy that that was uh well, his name was Kurgan, wasn't it? Yeah. In in WWE. I don't know if that's his real name, but No, that's yeah. not his real name, but I know yeah, he's the same sort of scenario too. You know what I mean? I mean those three guys, they sort of remind me of each other, except Braun was the most successful one of of the three, obviously, by a mile. Well, Batista started with bit parts too, and nobody thought Batista would turn to Batista. Now I don't think Braun will. 
but Braun could turn. I mean, Kane had a little career going in Hollywood. Braun could do right. that. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, I don't know. But do you think he'll still wrestle? Do you think he'll still chase that? He has come out and said, and which he should have never said, but he has come out and said that he would never work for any other company other than WWE. I don't know. I, I if if I was him, I'd probably just go to Hollywood and see if that works out. Well, good luck to you him. Can take I mean, whatever vitamins you want there. <laughs> you know that about it. But see what I mean? That's how stupid. I just no offense, Braun. If you ever listen to this, dude, you do some silly, sh- stupid shit. I'm not gonna lie. He's lucky that he still had his job. And please don't wear little short shorts while you're bending over, sort of in a funny way. Nothing against yeah, that, but I'm just saying. No, that's good advice from Jimmy. The only <laughs> thing I will say is that the the the, the same kind of intensity that, that makes him a weirdo is the same kind of intensity right. that allowed him to be this kind of power lifting champion yes. to get this. So you can't take out any part of him without taking out any, you know parts of him. I, I would just say go there, go be be in vampire movies, be the werewolf. Don't get too many speaking points. Just roar a lot and. And you know, and get and have a nice stunt double. Right, and get these hands, dude. Get these hands. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, get, get rich. We'll see. We'll see you in Hollywood. <laughs> Great segue into NXT. I think now, Jeff. So please yeah. take it away, man. What do you think of NXT? Uh, I actually really enjoyed NXT again this week. I thought this was a, a another good show, except for a couple things, which is really a Jeff thing. But we'll get to that. So. <laughs> We open the show. They remind us that there's going to be a triple threat. That's the main event. It's right. or, well, there's going to be a triple threat tonight. It's not the main event actually. It's Pete Dunn versus Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly, um, for and that's opening the show. So that's the hot match. So here's my issue: all three of these guys look so tiny, and and Kyle O'Reilly comes out in this yep. idiotic outfit. I mean, Ugh. he just looks stupider every week he really seems like a, like a teenager trying to find himself to find a look uh, i agree 100 percent. that blue attire he was wearing whatever it was yeah please don't do that again kyle and i totally agree with you when you mentioned about like he should just stop talking i don't even know why they're making him talk as much as they're letting him talk i mean he just i just can't stay yeah look seriously when now when he was American Dragon with Bobby Fish before WWE, I'm talking about back in Ring of Honor and stuff Red like Dragon. that. Oh, Red Dragon. Oh, Red Dragon. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I don't even know why I said American Dragon, but anyway. That's DB. That's uh, Brian. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Brian Danielson days. But anyway, back to when they were a tag team, he didn't say shit. They were great as a team, even before you know WWE. But now that he's talking, I feel like he's actually making himself look bad the more he talks the worse he's getting to me and i just wish he never spoke yeah and anybody who doesn't look physically impressive next to Pete, uh johnny gargano is just not going to do it for me anyway if you just like pure wrestling and and fast moving action this match is pretty good um and at right. some point adam cole comes out he attacks everyone. He's kicking everyone. He's basically knocking them so into unconsciousness that by the time we get back from commercial, the match is over. All, all three guys have been cleared away. Adam Cole's in the ring. It was never really clarified what had happened. Adam Cole is, cuts a promo, basically saying that that nobody's at his level. Nobody, you know, that, that this whole place has gone to pot since him. He calls out Karrion Cross, who answers the call with Scarlett Bordeaux wearing a delightful oh, outfit. Right. And sort of Phantom <laughs> of the Opera type of mask on one side of her face. Um, 
and Karrion Cross is for Adam Cole's. Adam Cole's oh my god. So, it's like Adam Cole took the last two months to not only not work out, but also to starve himself. So he's basically a giant head on a stick figure. Oh, oh shit. I'm so, glad you said that because he looked like a midget compared to friggin' Cross, dude. He looks like a midget compared to you and me. I mean, right, it, no, it, for sure. It's, it's no good. It's no bueno. And he talks <laughs> great. So carrying Cross... Starts out well. He said something. Okay, little man. And that was good. But then Karrion Cross went downhill from there. It was just meh. Adam Cole basically, you know, said something like, you know, they've done everything they can to make you a star. They give you the big entrance. They give you the smoke. They give you the girl. They've done everything they can to make you special. All they need to do to make me special is ring the bell. That was a good oh. line. Yeah, right. Okay, that's good, but come on, man. They're but, just uh, yeah, feeding, I still look at a guy who needs sleeves on his shirt. Big time. Big time, dude. And and look, I don't know if... I've got a feeling now, since we're going up to In Your House, maybe it's too early, though. Do you see Karrion Cross actually dropping the title? And if so, I believe he's going to the main roster. I'm hearing rumblings that he's going to be elevated to the main roster, possibly after In Your House. Especially now well, that Braun's sorry. gone. We're going to circle back to that when, right. when this, this comes back up a little bit later in the show, but uh, we're definitely going to talk about that. Um, so as Adam Cole is walking out, he sort of gets you know, almost shoulder bumped by an angry Ember Moon who's running out, <sighs> who's calling out Dakota Gonzalez, which, by <sighs> the way, didn't we call this last week? That, yes. That, that, you know, that Raquel Gonzalez was going to have a couple of mini feuds, first with Ember <laughs> Moon, then with Shotzi. You know, then eventually, you know, there'd be something with Dakota Kai. So anyway, Gonzalez answers the call. The refs, you know, cl clear her out. And while Ember Moon is basically yelling, let her go, let her go, let her go. Dakota Kai attacks from behind. So, you know, that, that was pretty good. So Dakota and Raquel still still there. But Dakota is Raquel's thug, not the other way around. Also, as we clarified last week. All right. But even though I like what I'm seeing in my head, I'm still thinking... What the hell happened to the triple threat? I mean, this is this is he didn't do anything more brutal to them than they weren't doing to each other that he hasn't done to other people. Like, why didn't they make a big deal about showing the mean stretchered out or or something, or that he hit them with a chain or or you know a brass knuckles something? There there was there was nothing. Yeah, it's called so, lazy booking, really, Jeff. Really, when you think about it. Yeah, and and. It's actually bad editing and bad segue, right. and I'm going to cover that real quick because we because we're going to we're going to get to it because we 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 see it all. Well, instead of teasing it, later on they show all three of them in the trainer's room, basically on stretchers, you know, on, on medical beds, you know, with ice and being worked on. I mean, but what they were missing was the scene where they were giving them all medical attention outside the ring, saying, "Can you go? No, you can't go. No, no, you're not cleared. We have to check you guys out for concussions. Come on." You know the rules and 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 regal yelling and i'm going no, no this match is not continuing it's not safe <laughs> right you know, it's simple you, you know and have them stretch it out or carried out right, or right. wheelchaired you know to the back they all they needed was that scene so anyway then we have la knight coming out and he's basically doing the oh, miller God. million dollar legacy audition <sighs> he's facing jake atlas um and before this match starts, we get a little scene from outside in the parking lot where 
Drake Maverick is sort of talking to Everize about nonsense. Basically, he doesn't know who Everize is. He doesn't care about their show. Nobody cares about their show. Nobody cares about <laughs> Everize. Thanks. And then this big stretch SUV limo comes out and it's Hit Row. And they sort of get into it with, with Drake and it seems like Everize and, you know, and almost like Drake and Everize are on the same team, but Everize are heels and Drake is a face right, and right. you know Drake is not backing down and I think it's Top Dalla who's you know about six foot eight you know <laughs> gets in his face and then all of a sudden Killian Dane comes comes out and says if you have a problem with him you've got a problem with me so it looks like it's four on four but but one of the fourth on hit row is is a woman and you know so but it, this was this was an entertaining enough sequence I like hit row um, I'm perfectly fine with there being some feud between them and Dane and Maverick as a stepping stone, especially if it's the tag team of Top Dalla and uh, uh, Ashante the Adonis, because uh, Swerve should be moving on to other things. So I'm okay with this. So, you know, I was interested in if Everize get in the middle and get sort of beaten up by everyone. I'm okay with that too. Um, so then we cut back to the match. And Ted DiBiase walks out and there everyone's going DiBiase, DiBiase, mm. or at least the, the audio guy is piping that in. <laughs> it probably so, was piped in actually. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. Um, this is like 20 people there. Um, so DiBiase is observing the match and Cameron Grimes comes out to talk to Ted DiBiase. Uh, Beth Phoenix makes a big deal that, that she doesn't think that uh, Eli, I'm sorry, LA Knight knows that, <laughs> that Grimes is even there. And at that moment, LA Knight points at Grimes saying, Hey, you're watching this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love how um, obnoxious LA Knight is, but geez, man, did he sign to keep losing or what? Well, he just did because uh, Jake Atlas and to his credit, I'm not, I'm not particularly interested in Jake Atlas, but he hit a beautiful cartwheel DDT off, right, off the top absolutely. turnbuckle yeah. and, and got the win over LA Knight, which can only be described as an upset that really upset me. Yeah. But if this leads to, Jake Atlas getting a personality transfer and becoming the million dollar legacy, at least temporarily. I could, I could go with that for a little bit until Grimes and LA Knights settle it. Um, Long-term. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not feeling Jake Atlas that way. (laughs) All right. So then this is when we get to the trainer's room. I already spoiled what happened there, which is, which is fine. But, in addition to them just being hurt, their seconds are there, and only two of them have seconds. So Oni Lorcan is there with Pete Dunne, and Austin Theory is there with Johnny Gargano. Um, no, nobody likes um, the third, you know, Kyle O'Reilly. So no Bobby Fish, the Roderick Strong didn't come out of his hermitage, nothing. So Lorcan and Theory get into it, so obviously that's going to be a match coming up. Okay, that, you know, that's fine. Why not? Um, Cole goes back to the ring um, again, and this we already I already teased this and spoiled it earlier, but this is when Cross answers. But the end of it is really where I went blah, and this is what you were leading to, <laughs> right. because Cross is like, you know what, I'm the champion, and I get what I want. 
and I want all of you. I demand a fatal five-way, which is idiotic, stupid heel. Why would a champion do that? Right. Why would the champion make it harder for himself? That just makes no bloody sense. They book it immediately, so we're going to get a fatal fatal five-way at TakeOver. So just to be clear, it's going to be Karrion Cross, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano in a fatal five-way. So you ask me, do I think this is a way to get Cross the belt off Cross? Yep. So that uh, you know they can move him to the main roster. Absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I agree. I mean, that's what it feels like. That's what it looks like. And I guess they've made him big and stupid too. So yeah, because if if this was something where the only thing that sheds doubt in the, in this is that I don't want to think that NXT books things stupidly, even though they forgot the scene with the stretchers. <laughs> so if they make him seem big and stupid, it ruins his story of they screwed me in NXT, so I'm here to, to get what's mine on the main roster because he demanded the fatal five-way. Now, if, if you know, Regal came out and said, I've decided this is the only way to settle it. Adam Cole, you're just going to keep on ruining things. I can't suspend you anymore because, you know, the contract says that I can't. I either have to fire you or suspend you. I'm not going to suspend you. Blah, 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 blah. So you've left me no choice. So now it's a fatal five-way. And Cross is like, what are you talking about? This this sucks. (laughs) And then he goes, you know what? I don't care. I'll kick all their asses. That would be fine because then he could come back to the main roster and say, they screwed me in NXT. I never really lost my title. Exactly. You know what? I had it twice. I had to give it up twice, you know, twice. Never lost that belt. Screw them. I'm here to make my mark on the world. I don't right. need to be in I don't need to be in junior varsity. And that what you been- said, right. And what you said is wrestling 101. It's simple. It's not hard to to friggin' book this shit properly. You know what I mean? That's why I'm saying is it lazy booking? Is it rushed booking? Whatever it is, it's stupid, right? Or they I could and it's only the little things. All they need to do is do the little things right. It's that simple. Which brings me back to like, I don't understand what's going on in WB as a whole. Because it's all those little things that they're not doing. You know what I mean? But back to Cross, I didn't know a champion demands <laughs> to make it harder for himself. I guess they do. <laughs> but in saying that, unless he's going to eat them all alive, where he's acting like right back and he's like, you know, feed me more pretty much. Right. Only dumb baby faces do that. And right. he's not supposed to be a dumb baby face. He's, That's he's right. supposed to be a tweener, you know, yeah. leaning towards heel. Right. I mean, so he, if he doesn't lose the bout, I'll be surprised. And if he's not getting elevated to the main roster, I'll be even more surprised. Which worries me, though. Let's just hope they book him right. Because you'd think Vince would like someone like a killer cross. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm done trying to think about what they're going to do on the main roster. I am officially on the... I am now a cynic. Yeah, I agree. With, you know. That's me. Uh, that makes two of us, Jeff. I can't even watch that crap, and I want to so we can review it, but I just can't. I can't do it. Well, I have to be, so I have to review it other right. places. So I feel I'm sorry still for stuck. you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll keep you up to date. I'll keep you current. You know, I, I do it so, so you don't. I mean, other people. Right. Other Tune people into the Hamelock Hangover. <laughs> yeah, lots of people have said that, and 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 you know, I I know what they mean. I knew I knew what they meant then, and and I know, but it, it never really felt like pain like it is now. Oh, it's and it's it, it's disgraceful, dude. I can't I can't do it. I want to, and I can't do it, dude. I just can't. All they need is one of us in the room. That's it. <laughs> That's it. It's as simple as that. I mean, 
I'm hoping just, just to no. make things make sense, just just to fill in the cracks. And that's the thing, man. They, you know, they like to like give shit to all the marks, like 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 they know like they know more than they do. Well, at this fucking point, I'd rather any mark right now book this shit because I'm sure they know how to book it even better than what WWE does. Yeah, if they if they want marks to shut up, give them like the Godfather. So if you want to yeah. criticize the Godfather, right. you really have to try. You really have to be some kind of asshole to be cr- trying to criticize the Godfather. But if you want to uh, criticize the new whatever, what Army of Darkness or whatever that movie <laughs> Batista was in was on Netflix. That movie was abysmal, but people had fun with it. Some people did, you know, but but there's so many holes in that. That's giving marks things to complain about and yell and exactly. scream about. That, that's right. what wrestling does now. Yep. And and this cross thing, when he insisted on this stipulation that made no sense for him, reminded me of what I criticize AEW for doing, which is backward stipulations, where the wrong guy is asking for the wrong stipulation. <laughs> I agree. The stipulation makes no sense. So tomorrow night, case in point, tomorrow being Friday the yep. 4th, we have a bull rope match between Dustin Rhodes and Nick Camarado. And why, Jeff? Who the fuck knows? Exactly. I mean, have <laughs> they had interplay? Some, no. but have they made a big deal about it? Have they made a big deal about it where one is running away from the other, where they need to have a bull rope? No, it's and, it's it's just a gimmick for the sake of right. a gimmick. And get this, Jeff. I actually watched Elevation and Dark for the first time in all the same week. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, you know what? Ele- Dark Elevation was actually pretty good. But anyway, <laughs> I won't get into that. But in saying that, there was not one sort of interaction between Dustin Rhodes and Nick Camarado. Ridiculous. So there you go. Not even on the fucking B shows you get any sort of interaction. So why they booked that crap, I don't know. But we'll save that for the skirmish anyway. Right. And why do it on a Friday night where you already know that your ratings are probably going to be suffer suffer for it? Anyway, you're right. We'll talk more about it on the skirmish. Right. Um, so next we learn that India is still conflicted over Loomis. They make a big deal that she's listening to sort of like monster rock ballads. And oh, you know, Candace is still playing like the, 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 the bitch sister or the mother who's dragging <laughs> her away. She doesn't want her dating the, the wrong boy, uh, even though they're the bad guys. Right. We, we cut away for that. Listen, I'm going to skip a few segments because yeah, at some point Loomis, Loomis comes over there. For whatever reason, he picks up the headphones, puts them on. He hears the ballads, and, and I guess somehow he knows that they were left there for her, but him <laughs> left there by Indy for him. So that, that's uh, love. Um, can, can I say about Dexter, man? At first, I didn't mind him, but now I'm so sick of him, dude. Um, I'm not going to say that yet because I, I I like him. I like his character, and I sort of like the, and I've liked this Indy story until this week this 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 was dumb i would like them to sort of get to it already right right it's I not agree. that good a story that needs to be dragged out like that we know they're into them indy learned last week his heart was broken oh, why does she just God. approach him i mean they're trying to build to a takeover uh you know you know they don't need to have those two on it that that story doesn't need to culminate no i'm sorry they, no like why in fact, does he they could do a vignette where there where you could see them while Johnny needs his team with him that <laughs> you see them skulking away to go to like a drive-in movie or something on a date oh, Jesus. And, and he blames it. I, I don't <laughs> oh, excuse me. Talk about destroying uh, someone's character after that. I mean, what's the point? Well, it's a, he'll be seeing a horror movie, a silent yeah. film. They'll be seeing the They'll be seeing Nosferatu, a, a silent horror film. See, I fixed it. <laughs> God, oh, man, I don't know what's going on here, man. It's a shame because. 
even NXT now is starting to become really, I don't know how to put it, but should I say weird? Like weird style. It's becoming almost main roster-esque in, in yes. terms of the booking. But the thing is, is that at least with Raw, the main roster is getting that much worse down oh, that tell scale. me so about like it. NXT right. is only, it's, it's still better, but it's sliding down that scale. Like if NXT stayed where it was, even just two weeks ago, right. it would be so far superior to Raw. It's true. And probably marginally, marginally superior to SmackDown, except minus the star power. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, SmackDown can be great when they want to be, but it is what it is. And it just seems like WWE as a whole is just, falling in the same trap over and over and over again. And NXT is definitely following in the steps of Raw and SmackDown, unfortunately. Well, here's where the show picked up. And, I mean, the one thing I enjoy about the show is that there were a lot of segments. A lot happened in this two-hour show, which they've been doing lately. Right. So I do like that. I don't think it's an excuse to cut out that stretcher thing that I've now talked about three times. Um, <laughs> but... We have Kushida. He's got his open challenge. It's answered, answered by Carmelo Hayes, who used to go by Christian Casanova. And this was a damn good match. Now, no doubt. Hayes lost. He tapped. Kushida got a solid win, but it was a good back and forth match. And I thought for a while that they might put the title on the new guy, but he's he's got a good future. He's got a good look. He's built. He's, he's bigger than the typical cruiserweights. Right. I had a little trouble believing that he was 205 unless Kushida's <laughs> really on. closer to 170. Um, <laughs> but uh, this was good, and then they showed respect afterwards, so they're both still faces. Okay, that, that, that's fine. That's all right. Um, we also see a vignette where Zia Lee is talking about, Zia Lee is talking about how she remembers the Mae Young Classic and how she lost to Mercedes Martinez, and, and she doesn't forgive. And then we see the Tian Sha blowing the smoke, and you know, I'm 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 all about this. I'm all into it, and they so are facing. Each other. But how long yeah. can this drag for, though? You know what I mean? Well, they're facing each other at at Takeover, so there you go. Right. And so Tian Sha will rise again. By the way, I I'm pretty sure that Tian means goddess in Chinese. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know Cantonese or Mandarin, but uh, if that's what it is, that's what it is. I mean, but look, I. I I like I like the the whole story behind Zaya, right? And and what what's the, what's the other w woman called the her master, whatever she is? Well, she only called her Mei Yin or Mei Ying. Do you know? Like right? Do you have any idea who she actually is? No, I used to call her androgynous de demon. <laughs> is she even Asian? I don't know. I, I don't right. even know if it's a real person. I have right. no, no, I've always been intrigued because I've looked, I've tried looking into it and I can't really find anything about it. That, that's what's weird. I don't know. I, I, I think that's part of the coolness. I mean, right. I don't know. I, I like it all. But yes, it is time to get back in the ring. Definitely. So, okay. The next is probably, I'm, su I'm surprised this didn't get more controversy except for the releases. But the next scene is Frankie Monet reading about her <sighs> debuts. Uh, for NXT as if anyone wrote any reviews about it. but she's with like her glam squad which were cool. two guys who were being you know like her hair and makeup people who were being like overtly gay which I mean is you know listen I watch the real housewives of Beverly Hills I watch the real housewives <laughs> of New Jersey right glam squads are real things and they usually are gay men but not exclusively but doing this on TV in 2021 just seemed like a 
seems like a dangerous idea for blowback and just all sorts of uh, stereotypes. I, I guess yep. she's supposed to be like a Hollywood star that also wrestles, but I don't yeah, know. I mean, no, it just doesn't go, man. Come on. Yeah. I mean, they could have at least put, you know, at least one or two women in there as well. Right, to, right. You know, e- even it out. I don't know. But they didn't get any backlash for it yet. Um, so well, I guess well, I should be starting Well, shit. Jeff, this is the same company... And I don't know if you've realized it. I'm sure we've, me and Chris have alluded to it in the past, but this is the same company that has a certain German group kidnap people <laughs> and send them to concentration camps, pretty much. You get my drift? I get your drift. I've never seen them in concentration camps. No, no, but that's, that's almost what they're alluding to. I just feel like that's what they were doing at some stage. And, yes. it's, and it's really low-key. Like, not everyone has obviously clicked onto it, but I'm sorry. I mean, if they do that shit and they're probably giggling in the back saying, hey, nobody sees this shit. Bullshit. I've, I caught on to that, man. I really did. Well, so, Well, here's my inner conflict. Because I watch those shows on Bravo who are mostly produced by Andy Cohn, who's, who's uh, openly and, and, and proudly, rightly so, gay man. Right. And they are glam squads. And, and oftentimes the, the celebrity women do have male glam squads because... That, that, that's just what they find and that, that that's you know that, that's just what i see on tv so like i like spoof and this kind of comedy on tv but i also know in 2021 it is an era of political correctness and this was not politically <laughs> correct at the same time i worry that things get too politically correct so i am very much conflicted about this yeah, that I makes mean, two of us I, I didn't mind it i didn't find it offensive i didn't think it was that funny i didn't think it was that clever to be frank i thought it was dumb because right. who the fuck is doing reviews of an nxt debut in, in the media um <laughs> right i i just so you know without it being particularly entertaining or particularly funny i thought that the cons even politically correct outweigh any gains from it um but you know that that's really what i have to say about it that, is what it is Right. Next, we had uh, Zeta Ramir and Zoe Starks as a team of young up-and-comers who we knew were going to lose because they were facing the Wayettes. They did, in fact, lose. This was this was a you know a fairly short match, but a pretty good match. And Indy Hartwell continues to uh, look better and more natural in the ring every she week. She is so this- definitely. Shout yeah, out so- to Indy just quality because she's from you know Monica the Woods too. So <laughs> shout out to Indy. Talk about. Yeah, when people talk about NXT women's division reloading, she's often overlooked. And yeah, I she agree. Right. She... And... No, Go continue ahead. on. Continue. I was going to say, I was going to bring up uh, Zoe Starks. Do you know how old that that girl is, by the way? I do not. She's much, in... she, she's much younger than she looks. Thank you. I was just going to say that. She's in her 20s, believe it or not, right? Yeah, she's like and... 27 or 29. I think I looked it up. Once. And she looks, I hate to say it, I'm sorry, but she looks like she's in her 40s, dude. Her I'm not face gonna lie. looks like it's in her 40s. Her body looks like it's in her 40s. Right. Um, uh, is that a bit yeah, weird? Is she doing something she shouldn't be? I mean, why does she look like that, dude? Well, probably because she's natural. Probably because, <laughs> I mean, that's what real people look like. And she's not a glam model. She's, she's, a, you know, she's an actor. Listen, she's, she's good, but, you know, she's paying her dues now as being, you know, part of the, you know, mostly job squad, but the top out. Yep. And, and at some point, she's going to get the big upset win. And, uh, you know, I'm not worried. You know, like 2022 or 2023 will be her year. 
2021 is, is her year to help other people, you know, get over. But she's she is what they call a good hand. She's like exactly she's like Serena Deeb. She's like Santana Dave. I mean, she's she's a good journey person, good player coach that you can have. And she's young and you can build on her, but she doesn't really have the look, sadly. But she, you know, but she really doesn't have the big personality either. And I don't want to like say because you know she's ugly. It's it's got nothing to do with that. It's more like she almost looks like she's on some sort of hard drug or something like that, dude. I hate to say it, but like, I I know what you're saying. Except right. that I think that because we watch TV and we see all these women all dolled up and a lot of them yeah, have maybe. plastic surgery and a lot of them, you know, were basically you know swimsuit models and you know in in other high beauty fields before they became wrestlers. And she probably was always an athlete that she's just what a real person looks like. We're just not used to seeing real people. Yeah, maybe you're um, right. Maybe I'm just conditioned. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, now you're spot on. Maybe. We'll see. So next we have the segment for the Diamond Mine, and the music is there. And all I can think is, hold on a second. This is Finn <laughs> Balor's music remix. <laughs> Why is no one talking about this? You're right. No one has spoken about that, and I'm glad you brought that up, because what the fuck is this? Yeah, I mean, is Finn Balor going to be in this? They've been talking about somebody said he's rumored to be on the cut. Somebody said he's going up to SmackDown, which is the second time, you know, after the second pay-per-view, I've heard that. Right, me too. I mean, I wouldn't cut him, but I wouldn't have cut Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Lana, or or Murphy either. So, um, I don't see him getting cut. Or Santana Garrett. So what do I know? Um, (laughs) And I think Finn is... Knocking it dead in, in NXT. If he wants a couple months off, that's fine. And oh, he's you know, killed if they're it, taking dude. the title off of Cross and they're going back to the minis, I'd rather see him fighting <laughs> the other minis than have Cross sell for the miniatures. Uh, you didn't just say that. The minis. I absolutely, I absolutely, I absolutely call them the minis. I mean, oh, I, 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 you know, instead of the people oh. they released, I would have released all four members of the Undisputed Era. Oh, geez, in a heartbeat. Maybe not look. Adam Cole, I don't mind him, but he's just a vanilla midget. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, listen, Adam Cole's a great talker. I think he, and I know he's a good technical wrestler and got the most, but I don't care. I don't believe him. I make him a manager. He's a great talker. Definitely. I agree. No, look, it's a shame because I don't know what's going on in today's professional wrestling. I don't know if they're getting smaller. I mean, they pretty much are. But man, they got to chop off a lot of these small cats, man. I mean, it's fine. There's a place for him. If we've got midget wrestling that's coming back, I mean, why not? You know what I mean? Because these guys are pushing, what are they, between five foot six and five foot eight? Yeah. The thing about sports and wrestling, wrestling fans like to believe that wrestling is a sport. Right. I mean, that, I even look at it as a sport. I mean, it is in, in some ways. You know what I mean? It's not. Exactly. <laughs> Here we go. So, so are trapeze artists. They're, they're athletic too. Um, right. Well, yeah. yeah. Hence, I mean, I'm not diminishing the skill set. In some right. ways, the, the the set of skills is much more than an athlete needs. Oh, definitely. Uh, in addition to athleticism, you need to be an actor. You need to be not distracted by the camera or the audience. Right. You need to be able to play different roles. You, I mean, uh, you need to be able to emote. You need to have a look. You need to, you know, all sorts of things. The point, the point I was getting to is that every now and then there are pro athletes who emerge and become big stars because they're very good, but they're also relatable. Right. They're only interested because most of the athletes look like Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire and Alex Gonzalez. That's what athletes look like, even if they were on steroids back then. Right. Yeah, exactly. Doug Flutie was amazing because he was five foot seven. Most quarterbacks are six, four. Yeah. So 
the relatable thing, you know, you got the John Daly's in golf or the, you know, or whatever it is, you know, the Palookas, you know, the, the Greg Normans Cooley, back in the day. <laughs> right. So, yeah. But when all of the athletes look relatable, that's when people stop tuning out because then they believe I can do that. What do I need to watch? Or pay right. For? Exactly. And that's why we're probably getting the ratings that we get. I mean, let's be real. Yes, right. So it's you, true, man. You got to look the part, man. Line. Oh, sorry about that. My bad. No, it's okay. I'm, I actually <laughs> like it that somebody can follow my logic. Oh, cool. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if the music is just too similar or Finn is involved with this diamond mine, but I I'm, I would bet on the latter because I think he should stay in NXT. Yeah, okay. we'll see where that, that goes. But that music needs to change. Unless they're building into something with Finn Bella, that music definitely needs to change, man. So, next we have the main event, which is MSK versus Legato for the uh, NXT Tag Team Championships. This great was a great match, match but this great is match. very confusing in that everybody tells me how over MSK is, and every week I know people who are at NXT, and they tell me that my eyes are not fooling me, that when MSK comes to the, to the ring, that the fans there boo. Really? Now, I'm okay with that, because they're not my kind of team. They're little. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I They're rascals, the dude. They're little rascals. Let's be honest. They're, they're, right? they're, they're basically more polished young bucks which is okay i appreciate that kind of thing but i but there's enough teams like that to me right. maybe not wwe or nxt but i am shocked that they get booed by the nxt faithful. me too i, I, I didn't know that them. right in any event you know maybe it's just 20 or 30 people being contrary and i don't know but at some point the grizzled young veterans come out trying to make a nuisance of themselves <sighs> but Chompa and thatcher intervene and start fighting with them and pull them to the back so the match never gets uh interfered with by them except escobar uses that opportunity to throw i think it was uh, wesley i'm not right. sure if it, was, it was lee or blake but he uh threw him love escobar. The, right yeah he threw him into the the steps then tossed him back into the the ring and you think that that's going to be it but no he kicks out so escobar is <laughs> involvement and that was it that was that was the extent of his involvement um didn't pay off and then as escobar is standing there bronson feeds comes out of nowhere Jesus. and completely crushes him into, <laughs> into the barrier into the like you know it's half uh, padded and half oh. plexiglass i mean literally if he was a cartoon character you would have seen a, a wily <laughs> through that 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 was amazing he sold it beautifully man and and bronson reed is just a monster amongst midgets dude <laughs> and I, I laughed. I guffawed when I saw it because I, I didn't see it coming. I wasn't expecting it. It was so fast. And it looked like it No, it looked great, man. And Bronson Reed is so growing on me now, man. Like, I, I didn't get it at first. And I, was, and, I, and I used to watch him on the in the Australian independent circuit. It was a big deal here, obviously, right? But, mm -hmm. dude, in, you know what? In NXT, he's starting to get better and better and better. And I think it's great that he's a North American champion. I think he's even getting even better every week that I'm watching him. He's becoming more and more better. Whether this translates onto the main roster, I don't know. But right now, dude, I'm really liking what I'm seeing, man. And, and as far as uh, Escobar goes, dude, he's got to be the best little guy out there right now, man. Yeah. Uh, well, and actually doesn't look little, but yeah, he, you're right. He, yeah, I think so. He's, he's my favorite cruiserweight. Definitely, man. He's he's a star. He can talk. I mean, he's got the look. He just if only he was just a little bit bigger. And I love Legado del Fantasma. I think it's a great little crew, man. And people seem to forget one of the members is uh, the former DJ freaking from Impact, man. What was his last 
last name DJ something. In which group? In Impact. Oh, in Legado no. de Fantasma. Are you talking about D DJ? No, that's Robert Stone. No, 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 no. Robert Stone was Robbie E. I'm talking about uh, DJ something, man. He was, I'm pretty sure he's Filipino background, actually, believe it or not. I think uh, you're thinking about TJ Perkins. No, not TJ Perkins. DJ, oh man, I forgot. I'll get back to you on that. I'll look it up, but he's from, he's formerly from Impact Wrestling. He's part of Legado de Fantasma. He hardly talks. He's the taller one. Um, I'll take your word for it. I mean, I stopped watching Impact once they went on to Axis. Yeah, this is years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about during the Dixie era, he was around. He used to pretend he was a DJ. But anyway, it surprised me that it was him because I didn't recognize him. And then I found out it was him. And I'm like, what? He's not even Mexican or Spanish whatsoever. You know what I mean? So. Oh, well, okay. Well, hey, good. Yeah. You know. Well, listen, there's, there's a lot of Spanish in the Philippines. Um, oh, yeah, of well, course, right. I mean, yeah. technically, you know what I mean? They don't speak Spanish, but, yeah, they, no, they no, did but, get ruled but, by the uh, Spanish. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, uh, procreating, you know? Right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, anyway, this, this allowed MSK to uh, plant their finisher, and they won, and the three faces with their belts stand tall, raise their belts at the end, and, and that took us to the end of uh, NXT, which was... Uh, I mean, I think overall a decent show, but the, yeah. again, that, that fatal three-way and then that whole thing turning into a fatal five-way, uh, obviously not down with that and a couple of scenes missed, but, uh, you know, it, 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 was, it was fun enough. I'm, I'm not, obviously not perfect, but, you know, it was good. That was your NXT. If you didn't watch it, I feel like you're all caught up and ready for the next episode. Oh, and by the way, it's DJ Z or DJ Zima. Do you remember him? I, I do. Did he wear like the, the Daft Punk helmet? Yeah, 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 yeah. He did, he did, he did. That's yeah. that's the taller version of uh Legado de Fantasma, the taller guy. So Joaquin Wild or Raul Yes, yes, or that's Gozo. his actual name. Joaquin Wild is his actual name. But uh yeah, he's part he's part of uh Legado de Fantasma, which is weird because you wouldn't know it, man, because he looks completely different these days. But yeah, sorry, I just I had to get it out know. there. So he, was, I thought it was Robert Stone, Jesse, Jesse Pectoris, or you know, hey, Robbie uh, Strauss. You're talking about? Yeah, I, I, I thought that that was, I thought that that was the third. Yeah, no, he was the Jersey Shore wannabe. Remember? Uh, mm -hmm. that, that's pump. exactly who I thought it was. Right, right, no, no, no. But even I'm, him, I'm confusing my my hipster factions. <laughs> that's all right, it's man. Just, it, it, just, it was Shannon Moore. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> But in saying that, man, I mean, yeah, look, this show was decent. It wasn't as good as the week before. It was just sort of almost a throwaway show in many ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, we did get something for In Your House in terms of that five-way that's coming up. Well, they set up they set up a couple matches that right. they announced for In Your House. So, so they announced more, you know, but it does feel very much WWE main roster where, where they're did, throwing man. together some feuds. Really uh, to, to fill out a pay-per-view so you hit that on the head when you said it's starting to feel more and more like wwe you're you're 100 right on that so that that is not a good thing and it doesn't bode positively well, for the future but why is it getting like that and i'm surprised it's even getting that way like why what's happening that we don't know like i can't see triple h making these sort of mistakes you know um i have to believe that he's not in charge anymore well, that's the talk, apparently. He's not in charge anymore, even in NXT, but it is what it is. I mean, you know, 
I just hope it changes, but you know what, man? I think we've covered everything anyway. I mean, is there anything else we need to touch on? No, I mean, everything else is speculation, and we can certainly do that, uh, well, in a day or so when we talk again on the conflict, and there'll probably be more news then and more rumor, more innuendo, but this is definitely to be continued. Unfortunately for me, uh, well, unfortunately for you, not so bad for me, the more interesting aspects of wrestling tend to be outside of the ring these days than inside the ring. Yeah, well, it's not unfortunate for me. I mean, uh, I've always been into the, the, you know, the politics of professional wrestling from when I was a kid. But it is what it is, man. I mean, if if it wasn't for that type of stuff right now, I'd probably go nuts. Let's be honest. So, <laughs> it is yeah, what it is. I will tell you, some of those releases yesterday almost made me go nutsier. But uh, oh, definitely, which man. Which is nutsier, not nutsier, okay? Nutsier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I didn't want any more think... of these stripper trooper. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy you're, you're a character jeff and uh, sorry dr jeff Lippman. actually maybe i should say dr jeffrey Lippman. it's got a better <laughs> oh well you know what that was the conflict i think we should you know i guess we should take it home i'm jimmy t he's dr jeff Lippman, formerly the foreign object and you've been listening to the tuesday night conflict on the rational rage network
listening to the Rational Rage Network.